Previously in Renaissance City. Demon Shade. Alexander Griffin has run off from the warehouse and you are still embroiled in battle. Can I run to to see what's going on with Cotton? I'm actually pulling a um like a 1960s husband move. So I'm just like slapping him across the face over and over again. Thank God you're alive. He's just giving you a love tap like he does all the all the women in his life. He's just taking me to pound town. Ah, oh, Shado, it's so good to see you. We got Griffin here. He brought a bunch of mechs and attendants and then he cut out. I tried to stop him, but I couldn't. And to be honest, I, I don't even know if we really convinced the mayor. I'm not even sure where the, what side the mayor's on. You want to run in the general direction and try to catch him? Cotton holds holds up the alien pistol, and he reaches over with his other hand, actually, and awkwardly pushes button number four, and it expands as it goes, and essentially makes a hole bigger than the chest would be, and a head and two arms fall down amongst the two legs in a pile of metal junk. Holy shit, did you just take that mech to Pound Town? Hey, Cotton, meet the mayor. Raymond, you did it. You got the mayor. King's upstairs, up up on the roof. He's breathing. I'm not sure if he's all right. Hurry up, Shade. We got to get out of here. Shado, your turn. Well, you asked me to roll for that tank mech unit, and um, that is seven successes with two sixes. Three successes. Shado goes limp and falls to the ground. Demon Shade is unconscious after taking a massive hit from the tank mech unit. Back to the mayor, carrying him like a picnic basket. Round up our wounded, put them in the car. Cotton, what do we do? Is this a hospital situation? You know, I, better safe than sorry. Let's take him somewhere he can get some care. Real hospital. Oh, no. We don't want to do that. Not unless you're going to change him into alabaster clothes. I'm not going to change him. You change him. Demon Shade, you have been recovering at the veterinarian. You came out of a pretty vicious and um, painful encounter with Alexander Griffin and his guard units. It's been a day or two. You're up and around. You're feeling better, a little sore. But um, a package has arrived with your name on it. I'll investigate the package. It is a brown paper wrapped. It's It's circular, probably... 18, 20 inches in diameter, maybe 12, 14 inches deep, and handwritten on the brown paper, it says, Shado. I will open it carefully. Um, As you remove the brown paper, inside, uh, tied up with a a nice silk ribbon, is 
a hat box. And there's a little folded over paper note. Well, if there's one thing that Alabaster is not, it's a heathen. So he'll read the note. Uh, the note says, Stop leaving your toys out or someone's going to steal them. And it's signed, Raymond. The closest thing that has ever come to a smile creeps on my face and I open up the hat box. Inside the box is your mask, your suit, uh, your daggers, your grappling gun, your power talker, all of your gear uh, that went missing uh, after you and your colleagues were kidnapped. Is that the right word? Subdued? Yeah. Kidnapped, I think, works. Shado thinks to himself, that son of a bitch, he actually did it. And he dresses, and it's like a favorite pair of jeans. It just fits him like a glove. So, having your gear back, but being in the in the situation that you are in, coming out of um, getting knocked out, having your friend King also, um, you know, take some serious damage, um, again, how are you feeling? Where, where, where are you, where are you at mentally around that whole situation? Cause none of it really went to plan. Yeah. Shado, um, uh, this is probably the best he's felt, um, or the closest he's felt to himself since that battle. He is very depressed, feels like a failure, um, wasn't able to help in the battle as much as he'd wanted, um, and in fact was critically injured and couldn't even finish it. So I feel like Shado is seeking something to make him feel better. And in the past, that was always, um, that always manifested as a, as a, as a game. Um, he had a, a bit of an issue with gambling before he started, you know, caravan, caravanting. Is that the word? Before he started gallivanting, gallivanting, before he started gallivanting with the power walkers. So I think, um, in this moment, that's, he's going to fall back on some bad habits and he's going to seek out jewels. Well, that's not a name we've heard in a while. Okay. Um, how do you want to do that? Are you leaving a note? Are you show just walking in the front door? What are you doing? Um, so there is a side door uh, to the pawn shop. And just under the cover of New Nightfall, Shado approaches the side door. It takes him down a musty hallway that Jules uses for storage of cleaning materials and he uh, goes through the hallway down a set of stairs and through a second door into the basement of the pawn shop once in the basement there is two chairs and a desk and on one side of the, the desk uh, where he has always sat there is a bell that rings upstairs it's a very unique sound, and it's one that Jules knows by heart. So the bell rings. Ding, 
ding. It's not long before you hear um, footsteps coming down the stairs. Jules, is that you? Well, I'll be. Saint Shadow, it has been uh, too long. It's good to see you, my friend. It's good to see you, too. What brings you here to darken my doorstep? Jules, I... I'm feeling some kind of way, and... I need a game. Well, what is today? Thursday? There'll be, uh... There'll be the regular game down at the Dark Horse, and, uh... Likely there'll be a group over at the Blue Note, too. Blue Note will be a little more pricey, but... Jules, why are you... Why are you pretending like like I'm amateur hour? Why are you throwing these nickel games at me? You know what I'm looking for. Saint Shadow, I was never one to tell you your business, but if you need me to make a couple of phone calls, I will do just that. Make the call. You want me to, you want me to set it up at a neutral location, or is there a preference for venue? Doesn't matter to me. I'm not scared. Then I'll put it together for Concreto down in Corktown. Two hours. Don't tell him I'm coming. He looks you straight in the eyes, walks over to you, puts his hand on your shoulder, kind of gives it that, you know, dad squeeze a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Turns and walks back up the stairs. I sure hope you know what you're doing, young man. Well, if I if I am or if I'm not, in the end, it won't really matter. And you see him and he just kind of shakes his head a little bit and walks out of sight. You hear him go back upstairs, close the door into the pawn shop. So, smash cut to Concreto's? Yeah. So, Concreto is, um, uh, Concreto is a grouping of uh, warehouses and workspace for uh, a couple of local construction companies in Detroit. This is not an unfamiliar location for you. You have um, had dealings here before. It's a fairly common spot for some of the clandestine things that are happening in and around Detroit. And um, you know that the game will be held in one of the upstairs offices in the third building. Do you drive up? Do you... Are you showing up as, as Shadow? Are you showing up as Alabaster? So Shadow is going to approach the warehouse, but right before he gets there, he's going to use his quick change ability, and he'll be entering in as Jay Fleischman. Perfect. Okay. You approach, and um, there are three cars parked um, outside the building. There's a, a silver Cadillac that has a big thug-looking guy sitting in the driver's seat, and there is a second man posted outside the door. So Jay approaches, and he's wearing khaki pants and a turtleneck <clears throat> and round glasses, and he's like, uh, Hey, Chief, I heard there was a game here tonight. I think you heard wrong, buddy. Is that so? Usually my hearing is pretty impeccable. 
What's the password? Shay, um, Jay Fleischman pulls out a money clip with what appears to be a thousand dollars in small bills and gives the guy 20 bucks and says, Jackson's the password. He snatches the $20, turns and opens the door. Welcome, Mr. Jackson. Thank you kindly. Good to be back. Upstairs and to the right. Shado goes up the stairs, turns right, and through the door where the game is being held. Um, sitting in the room um, around a circular table in a fairly drab office, there are four men at the table, one as the dealer, and then three other men. Does Shado recognize any of the men? Yes. The... Um, the, f- the first guy that you recognize, you know him as Sir Thomas Titrington. Thomas is um, an antiquities dealer from London. He's a, a bit of a prude. Um, roll intellect for me. Six die. One, two, three, four, five, six. Let's go. Four total successes. You have played games over the last several years you you, i think you've always done pretty well against him it's not that he's a bad poker player you're you're just a better poker player okay what's his tell he tends to look back at his cards more often when he's bluffing okay you also know that he likes to try to push uh push people out with big bets early, and that tends to that tends to show that he usually doesn't have nearly as much in his hand. Okay. Um, the second guy is Mikey Fortos. He's got connections to the Purple Gang. You've seen him around. You know who he is, but um, haven't necessarily played a lot of games against him. The third guy is William Livingston. The youngest son of the Livingston family, with whom you, um, your parents, you you know him personally. He's younger than you by a few years. He's a bit of a snotty kid. He's kind of that spoiled brat rich kid. And the Livingstons are one of your favorite targets as Saint Shadow. You've robbed their house dozens of times. But they're not hurting, right? They're still... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They're... they're on your your family's level of wealth. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why you have that's why you have zero qualms. And plus, they're just kind of assholes. Right. They're and they're he's, rich elitist assholes. And he's kind of the same as He's probably yeah. the he's probably the worst of them all. Okay, got it. The most spoiled um, you know, the most uppity shit don't stink holier than thou kind of rich asshole. Fucking William, this guy all right, gentlemen, can I join your table? Please, um, the seat is getting cold. I'll jump in. I am Thomas Titrington, and you are? Jay Fleischman. Well, good luck. Likewise, I'm sure. Jay Fleischman? <laughs> nice turtleneck, buddy. Thanks. It covers up where your wife gave me a hickey. Oh. Big fucking talker, huh? Big fucking talker. 
Okay. Bigger fucking spender. Are we going to play cards, or are we going to play kissy face around the table? Cards it is. You put out your money roll. Um, how much are you buying in for? We'll start with uh, ten right off the bat. Okay. I want you to... What if we what if we roll like um like to see how many rounds Shadow wins or loses rather than playing through each round? Yeah, I that's that's what I'm trying to So I want you to what skill would this be? What skill do you think applies here? Streetwise, maybe. You wanna go streetwise? Yeah, I yeah. think I think that's fair. How many dice do you have in streetwise? Eight. I am going to I'm gonna pull card. And then I want you to roll your streetwise. Okay. And then what we will do is I will, however many successes you get, we will pull that amount of cards. And if you go, if you can beat the card that I pulled, then you'll win the hand. Okay. Okay, so roll streetwise. Five total. So I pulled a nine and you got... A five, a five, a three, an ace, and a ten. So you win the first hand. I think everybody went in. So you know everybody's trying to feel it out, see what's what's good, who's yeah. where. Um, well, that's a pretty slick move there, Jack. Don't plan on winning any more, though. All right. Uh, we'll see, buddy. We'll see. Say, friend, what do you uh, what do you do for a living out here? Who are you talking to? To him, to the... To William or to Mikey Fortos? Mikey Fortos, to Mikey. I'm in construction. Hmm. What's the name of your company? Why you got so many questions? Just making conversation, pal. Oh, yeah? Seems to me I sort of recognize your face a little bit. Oh, I get around. Yeah, I bet you do. What about you there, Jay Fleischman? I'm in proctology. All three of them turn their heads and look at you. Um, are you to say that... Uh, forgive me. You... All right, well... I can't say that I've met a proctologist before. I'm more of an amateur proctologist. Because I'm about to shove this hand right up your ass. <laughs> Roll dice. Roll your streetwise. <laughs> Four total this time. Okay, I pulled a seven, and you pulled a king, nine, five, and a four, so you win. Yeah, it looks like you, uh, your luck's just uh, continuing there, buddy. Yeah, what can I tell you? I'm Irish. With a name like Fleischman? Well, what, part of the, what part of the green country are you from there? Hmm? You know, we don't use our real names in these things most of the time. Wouldn't want you to come find me later. Well, that's quite um, ominous. I thought we all were gentlemen in this game. Eh, gentlemen. Eh. Eh. Let me gently take your money. Shut up and bet. Let's go. Roll streetwise. Four total. I pulled a nine. You got a two, three, five, and a queen. So you win this hand, too. Nice. You seem to have luck on your side there, Irish. You know, one thing I haven't had much luck in is, uh... Looking for some work. If you catch my drift. Oh, what? What you wanna? You wanna pick up a hammer and nails? Nah, it's not the kind of work I'm looking for. Something where I might be able to wear purple. You know what I mean? 
Your hands look kind of soft for that kind of work there, Jacko. My hands may look soft, but my fists are hard as steel. Maybe you'd like to try them out for yourself. Uh, gentlemen, what are we... Are we having a dick measuring contest here at the table, or is this some sort of... This is not the game that I was promised. Ah, uh, fair, fair point, Pops. Let's go again. Street, roll streetwise. Five total. Uh, I pulled a four. You pulled a two, a five, an eight, and two kings. You win again. I thought you ladies knew how to play this game. I'm just getting warmed up. It's just an appetizer. Well, I think we should move on to the main course. I put down $200 bills. Well, that's an interesting choice, Mr. Flashman. I'm an interesting guy. I'll take that action. Yeah, it's only money. Okay, roll. Five total. I pulled a jack. You pulled a ten, a seven, a ten, a nine, and an eight. Ooh. <laughs> so, you lose the 200. You got balls. So at least there's that, kid. No shortage of those. You, uh, you still in? My well does not run dry. Oh. Richie Rich, huh? Mm, resourceful. So if you're not in construction, what is it that you do? I'm, uh, what they might call a renaissance man. Roll streetwise. One success. I pulled a four. You pulled a jack. Boom. Renaissance man, what is that? What does that even mean? It means that I can do just about any job you got. Well, um, I know that my parents are looking for a housekeeper. I need somebody to, uh, I need somebody to wash my car. Listen, William, I'm not looking for work from you. And I look right over at Mikey. Let's see how the rest of the night goes, huh? All right. Roll streetwise. Three total. Three. I pulled a queen. You pulled Oof. a ten, a four, and a five. Ouch. The cards continue to be dealt. Um, you know what we need? We need one of those attendants to come shuffle these cards for us. Mikey looks over at you. What, what do you, what do you think this dealer is? Is that right? God damn, you can't even tell them difference anymore. Yeah, we're getting pretty good at this. And he gives you a wink. Heard you can teach them to do a lot more than shuffle cards. Yeah, they're, they're built to uh, fulfill needs. Make life a little easier. Yeah. Maybe be in certain places where you don't want to lose your more valuable inventory, your people, right? Yeah, it helps. Um, I have purchased one of these attendants recently, and um, it has done wonders for the staff at my home. I'm considering replacing all of them, perhaps keeping one or two on just to maintain the attendants themselves. But yes, they are um, they are advancing very quickly. This technology. Hey, William, there you go. Look, that sounds like a way that you could get your car washed. And he just sneers at you. 
Roll streetwise. Three total. I pulled a 10, you pulled a 6, a 7, and a jack. You win again. Nice. Lady Luck is really on your side tonight. She usually is. I'm going to go all in. Okay. And I'm going to try and use my emotion control to put fear into the room. All right, roll 1d6. 4. Okay. Roll another d6. 5. Okay. As the cards are being dealt, you you notice Thomas start to kind of start folding his not folding but kind of bending his hand a little bit. Um and his eyes start moving around the room and William he's looking at the attendant and looking at you and looking at the attendant and looking at Bobby or at Mikey and looking you know what I mean like eyes darting around the table and Mikey you see a little bit of sweat start to form on his brow he's starting to lose a little bit of color in his face you ladies ready to go or what um no I I I fold Yeah, that figures. Mikey looks down at his cards, looks back up at you, looks down at his cards. Alcohol. And William, Mr. Livingston. (laughs) So it's only money, right? It's only money. And he calls as well. Roll streetwise. Oh my god. Uh, seven total. So I pulled uh, an eight. You pulled five, six, seven, eight. Jack, queen, queen. Mikey throws his cards down on the table, wipes the sweat off his brow. William starts digging in his pockets. Um, he comes out with like, you know, maybe 12, 15 bucks more. No, go again. Go again. Nope. You, you... You, you motherfucker, you must be... You got mirrors in here or something? What's going on? Huh? Ah, you're just easily readable. And he's really fidgety, and you, you can tell he's getting super tense. Mikey's trying to steel himself against it. Thomas has scooted back in his chair, and, you know, he's he's kind of... His body language, he's started to kind of close up. Right, so he's put his knees together, he's put his hands, um, you know, he's cupped his hands together in front of him, kind of at his waist, and is just sitting back, deep breathing. (sighs) Gentlemen, um, I did not expect this evening to end so quickly, but I do believe I must take my leave. Forgive me, congratulations, Mr. Fleischman. Perhaps you will give me another opportunity in the future to... Of course. Uh, at a chance to uh, earn my money back. It's the gentleman's way. And he stands up and excuses himself from the room. And B- William has just continued to kind of babble and mumble a little bit. Obviously uncomfortable. Um, scared, you can tell. Um, I think I think that William is one of those guys that he talks a bunch of shit, but you yeah, know, yeah. you stand up to him and he's he turns into a fucking puddle of goo um 
I'm telling you, this motherfucker's cheating. This motherfucker is cheating. I don't know, I don't know how he's doing it, but what do you think, Mikey? He's he's gotta be, right? Mikey just turns and looks at him and goes, Kid, you're in or you're out? Well, I'm in. Or at least one last one, if anybody's brave enough. You certainly got balls. And he he throws 300 on the table. Mikey throws 300 on the table. I raise by 100. He calls it. William shoves himself away from the table, mumbling to himself as he storms out of the room like a petulant child. Roll streetwise. Just me and you now, pal. Let's see if you got the draw. Three total. I pulled the jack. You pulled a six, a six, and an eight. Oof. So you lose that hand. Good round. So it's it's obvious that uh, you understand it's more about the long game. Of course. Good move staying in. I'm not scared. Me neither. So uh, I'll tell you what. You're looking for work. What is it that you want to do? You're just looking for connections, huh? You think you want to be a tough guy? You, uh, what is it that you, what is it that you're looking for, Fleischman? While back, I seen a bank heist go down on the street. These three so-called heroes taking on a legion of guys, or at least what I thought was guys. Turns out they were all like your dealer over here. I'm kind of interested to be a part of the crew that helps decide where these dealer types get involved and where they don't. So you think because you saw something happen at a bank on the street that you should be making influential decisions? Well, listen, you're a gambler, you play poker, I'm not showing you all my cards, just trying to to let you know that I sort of know what's going on out there, I've seen it with my own two eyes, and I'm the type of person that given the opportunity to influence some decisions, could probably help a lot. If you get my drift. Who are you really? Like I say, my name's Jay Fleischman, and I'm a Renaissance man and an amateur proctologist. What more do you need to know? All right, Jay Fleischman. I'll make it easy for you. Pull out another 200 bills, $200 worth of bills. Just give me a name. I want you to roll charm. Charm. Ooh. Five successes out of six dice. Nice. Nice. All right, I'll tell you what. You meet me tomorrow night across the street from Bonnie's. A45. We'll go on a little field trip. Got my permission slip already. All right, Jay Fleischman, I'll see you then. He grabs up his money, 
and he walks out of the room. The attendant takes the cards, shuffles them back up, and follows him. Uh, do you want to smash cut to the next night, or is there something you want to do before you go meet up with Mikey Fortos? No, let's smash cut. Okay. Um, you are outside Bonnie's, and um, you see that same silver Cadillac, that big goon as the driver, and Mikey Fortos in the back, wearing a hell of a nice fedora. I've got uh, this similar kind of outfit, but the lanyap on. Hey, that's a that's a good choice of hat. That lanyap's, uh, man, I tell you, you you go to Royce. Is there any other place to go? No, that place is uh top tier. Get in. Get in the car. You close the door and start driving away. So, Jay Fleischman, if I was to ask you what you're good at, what you're best at, what what would you tell me? You you intrigue me, but um, I gotta say I'm not just gonna walk you in, give you the keys, and let you drive. I'm skilled in all manner of things information being able to use that information to produce results that make people happy and if you need somebody to punch somebody square in the mouth I can do that too alright tell you what let's test that I got a little uh, I got a little test set up for you huh alright I hope you brought your running shoes I'm not as scared to break a little sweat so, you from Renaissance City? I'm from around here. I know it well enough. You guys are making your way um, down toward the east side of the city. You pull up and park off the side of the road a little bit, and you can see one of the Hoovervilles down um, on the riverside. And Mikey Fortos and his goon get out of the car. Follow him. Now, Fleischman, um, bare knuckle fight isn't always a fair fight. So just know that going in. All right? All right. This guy, he's, uh, he's not the best, but he's the best that I could find on such short notice. So prepare yourself. I'll give you five minutes, okay? We're gonna get down there. There'll probably be a bunch of people circle up. Just make sure you focus on the fight. And how do I know if I've won this fight? Oh, you're gonna have to take him out. To his last breath, or just knocked out? I'll let you decide. All right. I want you to roll perception. Six total. You see the goon, and he's he's popping his knuckles. And Mikey Fortos, um, as he as he says that last line to you, is trying to subtly reach inside his jacket. 
I'll grab Mikey Forto's hand, or his arm, that's reaching into his jacket. What you doing there, bub? He's going to quick turn and and try to fire on you as the other goon turns and tries to and tries to uh, knock you out. Okay. He's going to take a swing at you. Uh, you were in edge order, so you you go first. Um, you got you got your hand on Mikey Fortos. All right, I'm going to try to uh, I'm gonna try and break his arm. Okay, roll Mike. I rolled two successes. I rolled five. Okay. Um, tell me what happens. He's got his arm inside of his jacket. I grab it. And uh, I can tell what he's reaching for, so I take my second hand and I just snap his arm in half. Clean break. He screams. Um, the goon turns around and takes a swing at you. Roll agility or toughness, please. Two successes for the goon. Four successes for Shado. Okay, narrate what happens as he takes the as the goon turns and takes a swing at you. Goon turns, takes a swing at me. Um, Jay drops under his arm uh, and is positioned to uh, strike him. All right, uh, back to the top of the order. Take your strike. Roll might. Six total. Tell me how you do four harm to this goon and what happens to him. So I'm sort of crouched underneath his arm and I I jab him right up into his armpit and then I quickly sweep his leg, get him to the ground and sock him right in the face. He's out cold. Um, Mikey Fortos is screaming. Um, you know, in pain, and you see him, and he's trying to he's trying to get himself under control. I run over to Mikey. Think you're gonna double cross me? You think you're gonna get the jump on me? Who do you think you are? I reach into his jacket and I pull out his gun. Hey, 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 hey! I po- I pointed at his face. Yeah, he's put up his hand in front of his face. No. You know, trying to trying to keep the as if it's some way going to block a bullet. Look at me, motherfucker! Look at me! And he kind of moves his hand down a little bit, and he's staring up at you, gritting his teeth. I passed your test. You think I could be useful? Who are you? Huh? You keep asking. Who are you really? You keep asking that question like you're going to get an answer. Who do you think I am? He's just kind of gritting his teeth. Somebody that's in over their head? You think I'm just going to hand you the keys and open the door? I'm going to roll mind control and say, like, give me the keys. But the figure. Zero successes. The figurative keys. Right. And yeah. Uh, Also zero successes. (laughs) Okay. So you tell it and I will embellish. I think that's right. I think that's right on a tie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I do think you're going to give me the keys. Now spill your guts. Okay, where is the... Yeah, that's right. You tell it. Oh, no, I tell it, you embellish on a zero. On net successes. I tell it, you embellish. Listen, you already got me where you want me, okay? 
I'm not looking to die tonight. I'm not looking to kill you tonight. But I am looking for the next guy that I need to talk to. You hear um, almost like radio static. It's very, it's very low, but um, you know, I mean, just with your natural perception, um, and it seems to be coming from inside his one of his jacket pockets or something. I'll reach in for it, see if I can't get it. Uh, roll covert. Six total. Yeah, you snatch it out from. I mean, it's not hard to do. Obviously, you've got the jump on him. You know, you're holding him at gunpoint. He's not trying to resist. He's got this broken arm. You you hear this static. You you reach into his um, inside jacket pocket and you pull out um, a device that looks. It's not the same as the power talker. Um, it's in, instead of instead of the dial and the two switches. Um, it has a small slide um, across the front face. Um, almost like a fader um, on a mixer. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are um, two small dials at the bottom that have um series of numbers around each dial and some hash marks um, with each number. Any particular channel I should be locking into? Listen, that that thing just lets me uh thing just lets me control my attendant, all right? Mm-hmm. So I could control your attendant with this? Yeah. Yeah. We uh listen, I'm like I said, I'm not I'm not looking to die tonight, okay? Just uh just give me the hospital, let me let me get this arm taken care of, all right? I'll tell you what you want to know. Tell you what you want to know. All right, I'll tell you what. You tell me what I want to know on the way to the hospital. If it's to my satisfaction, I'll drop you off. And if it's not, I'll drop you off a bridge. I think you kind of kick him while he's on the ground a little bit. You know what I mean? Trying to nudge him to get up. And he, you know, he kind of scrambles in the, in the, in the gravel there and gets himself upright. And you guys make your way back to the car. Um, are you leaving the goon? Yeah. We'll leave the goon behind. Yeah. You get in the driver's seat. You're holding, you're holding Mikey Fortos at gunpoint. Listen, we, uh, we, we we've had a lot of setbacks, okay? These power walkers they got they got us running scared. They are a menace. Davy's been working on all this technology to get these attendants, you know, up and running, but there's something strange going on. You know, he doesn't uh, he hasn't shown his face in a while. We're kind of we're kind of running rudderless currently. I'm, I I tried to get. I tried to get he and Benji's, you know, I, I tried to get him and Benji to come together, but Benjamin doesn't want anything to do with Davey. They had some kind of, they had some kind of fight or something. I don't, I don't really know. Just don't, just don't kill me. Where's Benji now? Last time I saw him, he told me that he was, uh, that he was holing up. They got this, uh, they got this bunker down in the salt mines. Yeah, but here's what I don't get. Because I know those guys are working with somebody else. They don't have the resources on their own. Who are they talking to? That's the guy that makes the real decisions. Um, Roll charm again. Three total. Um, on a three, I think um, you you know. I mean, in the end, I'm just a bunch of muscle. All right, I just I, 
I make shit happen. Try to keep money flowing in. And yeah, they, they got their fingers in a bunch of pies, right? The Bernsteins, they're, I mean, Raymond was ruthless. Benjamin, he's, um, he's an oddball. He's kind of a loose cannon. And I think Davy, Davy's been talking about, well, it's kind of hard. You know, I mean, he, he seems like he's, he seems like he's out of his mind lately. Like he's spiraling down this, this, this path and of, of, he's talking about, he's talking about aliens and, I don't know. He, he talks in he talks in these phrases that that I'm just unfamiliar with, it, it, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, he he mumbles under his breath in in between you know sentences as we're having conversations. He's he seems to be kind of losing his mind a little bit. I don't know. He said he said something about uh, you know another dimension or something. It's these portals. He's talking about. Traveling, you know, to, I don't even remember what he called it. You think you could, uh, you think you could get Benjamin out of that bunker? Likely. Just have him meet you somewhere? Yeah, we could probably do that. Yeah. Tell you what, you set up that meeting and I promise you I will drop you off at that hospital and you will live. All right. Give me, give me back the box. I give him the box. He sets it on his on his lap as you guys are driving and you see him and he he moves the slider about halfway to the left and turns turns one of the dials a little bit and picks it up. No funny business. And the gun is at his temple. And you see him tense up. I cock it. And he holds it up to his mouth. Four toes to number three. Four toes to number three. I got Johnny on the spot. I need an extraction at location. Two one two, and it's silent for three or four beats, and then you hear a voice come over it, and it says, two one two, copy." Mikey Fortos is um, sitting there, and he moves the he puts it back down on his lap and moves the dial and um, you know puts the fader back over and goes to put the put the device back in his pocket. Uh, 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 I'll take that. Oh, sorry, uh, just habit, just habit, all right? Give me the hospital, huh? Yeah, why don't you tell me where location 212 is first? Do you still have the gun at his forehead? Yeah. Okay, 212, Hanover, in Allen Park. It's just a little, uh, it's a little bar. You'll want to be out back, and you'll want to be there in... An hour. Perfect. I take the gun and smack him in the head so that he gets uh, knocked out. Okay. Drive him to the hospital. Drop him off. Pour him out yep. and drive away? Yep. Okay. You make your way to 212 Hanover. I'm just going to wait in his car because that's what they know him from. Sure. Are you staying as Jay Fleischman? Uh, no, I've, uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, to start off, I'm, I'm staying as Jay Fleischman. Okay. Um, you are parked in the alley out behind, um, this little bar. It's just a, you know, it's one of those small little community areas, um, several brick and mortar down, you know, buildings, um, a few businesses here and there, and, um, you're waiting for 
I don't know, maybe five minutes and and a car pulls up headlights, you know, straight at you. So so they they come down the alley in the opposite direction of you and they're they're pulling up straight in front of you. Headlights on. Mm-hmm. Their headlights flash twice. I flash the headlights twice back. Um, you see the doors open on the other car. The headlights stay on and um, three guys get out of the car. I'll uh, get out of the car. I, I presume I'm far enough away they, they wouldn't necessarily know it wasn't him. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll because, get... Yeah, you're probably, you're probably, you know, 60, 80 feet apart. You know, their he- their headlights are still on. Do you leave your headlights on or you did you just flash your lights and call it good? No, I, I left them on. Okay. And then so I... So you're kind of, you're kind of hidden in the shadows a little bit. Yeah. Able to keep your distance. Uh, and then I'll, um, you know, kind of go, like, basically parrot whatever they're doing. Uh, you can see two of them are holding Tommy guns, and the third guy that got out of the back of the car, he's a little bit shorter, kind of pudgy, a little rounder than the other two. The other two just look like your typical goons. Okay, so I want to start running up and, and sideways, like against the wall. Once I get within range, so that I can spring off the wall and try and clothesline both of the goons. Great. Um, roll agility. Six total. Tell me what happens. I start. Um, you know, it starts as like a slow, confident walk towards the middle, where presumably they're all going to meet. And as soon as they start to take a couple of steps, uh, Shado goes into full sprint and hits the wall uh, with his uh, sort of jumps and hits the wall with his feet. It actually looks like he's running sideways against the wall because he's moving so fast. And he uses that as a springboard when he's about 10, you know, five feet in front of him and uh, kind of lays out his body Superman style. And uh, just clothesline both of the goons at the same time. They crumple uh, to the ground. Hey, 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 hey. And he, uh, Benjamin is is backing up with his hands up. You know what I mean? Kind of trying to get away, not moving very fast. Benji, Benji. Relax. Relax. Who the fuck are you? I'm, I'm close to their car, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to open up the car door so that I'm shielded for a moment. And using quick change, I'm going to go like into my shadow gear. And then when I close the door, Demon Shade is sitting in front of him. Perfect. Does this answer your question? <laughs> uh... I was wondering when I was gonna find you. Well, today's your lucky day. You murderous son of a bitch. I guess we're the same in that way. Yes, we are. But I'm not looking to murder you, because you and I, we share something in common. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's that? The knowledge that you are right. And that there are aliens 
and other dimensions who are playing in our sandbox. Yeah, yeah, they sure are. My question for you is, are you good with it? Are you kidding me? The whole universe has been explained. You know, I've always had these thoughts about, you know, you look up at the night sky and you see these these dots, these points of light, and we, you know, we're just discovering, you know, these planets that are around us, and I mean, it's only been, what, you know, a couple hundred years since Galileo, and to know that we aren't alone, that we aren't insignificant, that there's more than just this humdrum life, that we don't have to just live in the muck and the mire of this shithole? Yeah. I'm good with it. Are you good with them taking control of our Earth? Taking control? Nobody's in control. Not yet. The race of aliens that can mimic other people? They're mimicking people in high-powered positions that can influence laws. What do you think that's for, if not to take over? Listen, upsetting the power dynamics is not something that, you know, it's not unheard of or untoward. It's a, it's a common theme throughout history. There's always, there, there's always conquests to be made. There's, you know, power shifts from group to group. You know, the Assyrians... They used to come through and, and kill as many of the men and male children as they would, and they would stack their skulls outside of these cities to, you know, to show their, their power. But they didn't stay in power forever. The, the force shown and the, and the murders that happened, yeah, they, they, they were able to, you know, achieve, you know, a foothold for a time, but it wasn't permanent. Right? You know, look at the, look at the Romans, right? Us here in the Western world, we, we, we always equate back to the Roman Empire. How many times did the Roman Empire have to split up? Power shifts. I'm just trying to walk through. They've promised me something new, something different. Hmm. And, and honestly, um, I'm not super upset that you killed Raymond. He's a fucking piece of shit. So, yeah, I'm good with it. You know what I just can't figure out, though? Is how did the Bernsteins get involved? How did the Purple Gang get involved with these guys? This, this is some next-level stuff. And no offense, you guys had a powerful organization. But not like that. You know what Occam's razor is? Have you heard of this concept, Occam's razor? Yeah. Right? The simplest answer is usually the right one. We had some people that needed some help in securing certain resources and, and uh, areas here in Renaissance City. And, uh... They helped bolster our, uh, they helped bolster our numbers with some extra funding. 
And in return, we uh we stirred the pot. Raymond saw it as an opportunity to, you know, increase influence and um, bank accounts. Davy sees it as a way to further his experiments. Me being the youngest brother, just uh, I was happy to go along for the ride. Who was it that was giving you guys the orders? Who needed your influence? Have you heard of um, so? few years ago, Detroit started to blow up, right? Populations were booming because of all of the available jobs with all of the manufacturing and the, you know, the, the, the advancements in technology and, and this influx of people from all over the world, really. Irish and Polish and, and Blacks and Latinos and all of these populations coming together here to to try to make a better life for themselves, right? The American dream. Well, what happens when you have all of these, these poor migrant people? They're promised these, this better life, these jobs, you know, this money, this, these houses, so on and so forth. I mean, I know that, I know that Roosevelt, uh, you know, busted up, you know, some of these, indentured servitude and and that sort of thing and so so technically we don't call it that anymore but these big money players they've they've just renamed that system they put these poor migrant people into these homes and promise them these jobs and tell them that they'll put them up and you know have a have them a place to live and so on and so forth but really they've just created another system for the rich to get richer and the poor to stay poor. What rich people? You got the Livingstons. You got the Fords. You got... Oh, what's the dude from GM? That's a smart motherfucker, that guy. You got the Whitingales. You got... Wait, wait, wait. The Whitingales? Yeah. You telling me that they were in on this? Yeah. From the jump? I, I don't know what the dates were, but they yeah, they they've all had their fingers in this for for I don't know. 15 years at this point probably. And they know about these these aliens. I don't know what they know. But I know that they've created this system here in Renaissance City to produce any and all of these things, and you know, you got uh, you got Echo and his guys, and uh, they show up and they start making things even easier. Who's Echo? What's Echo? Echo? Yeah, he's uh. Oh, you don't know, do you? <laughs> oh, he's uh, he's an interesting cat. Echo can make himself. You say, who's Echo? Echo's everybody. Echo's, Echo's anybody he wants to be. So, he's like, he's like these mimics? Oh, he's not like them. He's the best of them. He's like their leader. You could say that. Do you know what his connection to the XJs are? Who's working for who? Oh, the XJTs? Yeah. 
Yeah, Davy's real proud of them. That's one of yours? That's your technology? You could call it a mishmash. So, I mean, I figure I'm a dead man anyway if I'm standing here talking to you, Saint Shadow. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Demon Shade. <laughs> that was not an in-character laugh, sorry. Yeah. You're so scary. I tell you what. You promise me that I live. I'll tell you where Davy is. You already killed the one brother that needed to die. But Davy? Davy's the one who's probably going to kill all of you. You know what? I've been in a gambling mood all day. All week, as it were. I'll take that bet. You tell me where Davy is. You live. And don't give me that salt mine shit. I want to meet him on neutral ground. Oh, I doubt that he'll come out of the mines. Well, I already know about the mines, so if that's all you've got for me, guess it's game over. What do you know about the mines, Saint Shadow? Other than you got yourself caught up, knocked out, and now we got that little thing in your neck. Huh? You think I didn't know? Good hand you just played there, Benji. I need you to roll willpower. Oh, shit. Come on now. Three. One, two, three, four. Five with... No, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven with three sixes. <laughs> right, we said we were going to start at ten. Two more successes with a six. One more success. So that is ten successes against your three. You feel it's not, it's not necessarily painful, but it is pained. Almost like a jolt that runs from your head all the way down your spine. And you are, you stiffen up straight. Okay. You will have a willpower roll against it. If you do not pass the check, GM gains control of the character for one scene. At the start of the next turn, have the chance to roll willpower again. The second check, if you fail the first, will be set at the difference of your first roll compared to the threshold of your first roll. Okay, that's right. That's what it was. So you you got three successes, um, and you needed to cross six. So I have I have control. And then on the next roll, you will need you will need to roll five successes. Okay, that's right. That's yep. what it was. So I rolled, and I didn't need to. Um, sorry, I forgot how we set that up. I thought we started at ten, and then went to eight, and then six, and then four, and then two. But I was I was wrong. We start at six, then we go to five, then four, then three. Um. So you stiffen up. Benjamin laughs. <laughs> you think you're so smart. Get in the car. And you walk over to the car and sit down in the passenger seat. Um, roll willpower, please. Four successes. Okay, one short. Benjamin has gotten up off the ground. He picks up one of the Tommy guns, gets in the driver's seat, 
closes the door and you start to back out of the alley. He's driving and he says, I didn't think I was going to get such a present tonight. What a gift. You know what? I'm going to deliver you to the cartel myself. Uh, roll willpower again, please. You've been driving for several minutes at this point. Three successes. You're still short by one. So next round, the threshold, this, this round, the threshold was four. Next round, it'll be three. Uh, it'll never go less than three after this point. Um, but one of the mechanics we worked out was that uh, if you beat the threshold by twice the dice, um, then you'll be given immunity to the mind control for two scenes. So you continue to drive. Um, an amount of time has passed. Roll willpower again. All right, I got four and two sixes. Come on, baby. Five successes. Five successes, okay. Um, so you have basically awoken, right? You are sitting in the front seat of this car. Um, Benjamin is in the driver's seat and you are outside, um, you are outside a warehouse down at the docks. You have no idea how you got here. Am I in control of my faculties? Yes. Shado um, is going to try and like slam, like slam the car door and just like book it, start running. Roll agility. Five successes, three sixes, five successes. Three successes. You go to make a move for the door, and I think you're you're a bit discombobulated because you know what I mean. You you have this whole blank loss of time. Yeah. And he whips up the Tommy gun on you and goes, eh, eh, eh. I don't want to fill you full of lead. Roll willpower, please. Five and three sixes. Five. Dang. Okay. Um, what do you do? Um, you got this Tommy gun pointed at you. You're sitting in the front seat of the car. You've got your hand on the door handle. I'm going to covertly use my other hand to uh, try and fling a dagger at him. Okay. You probably try to stab him instead of throw yeah, it yeah, since yeah. you're sitting yeah, right next I'm to him. I'm sitting right next to him. Stab him. Okay. Um, what is that? Covert first? Yeah, covert first. Three successes and a six. Three successes. Six total. Okay, tell me what happens. Um, now, is that going through with the whole stab motion as well, or just that I'm doing it covertly? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, gi I'll give that to you. Okay. Um, so he goes, eh, 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 I don't want to have to pull you full of lead. And uh, so Shadow um, grabs the door handle to bring his attention to his hand. And then almost indiscernibly quick uh, in one fluid motion grabs one, his dagger out of his holster and just jams it right into his stomach. Okay. He looks you surprised right in the face and goes uh, 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 What are you doing? Okay. Now I want to exit the car door Go over the top of the car onto the other side, get into 
get into the passenger into the driver's seat, like shove him over onto the passenger side and uh, start driving. Okay, where are you driving to? I'm gonna take him to. I'm gonna take him to the love shack. All right. He's bleeding out, moaning, kind of crying. You get to the love shack. What are you doing? I think I'm gonna, in true power walker fashion, I think I'm gonna tie tie him up. Hog hog tie him. Hog tie yep. him. Of course. Um, and uh, just you know, make sure he has nothing on his person. Like if he has a walkie-talkie thing or if any other weapons or whatever, make sure he's clean of all that stuff. Okay. And uh, and uh, honestly, I think my next call would, would probably be to to the boys on the power talker. Yeah. Renaissance City is a Prowlers and Paragons Ultimate Edition actual play produced by TTRP Theater. Jazz Abramowitz is Demon Shade. Chris Freedom is King and Cotton Dearborn. Dean Martin Jr. is the Scarlet Spartan, and I am Duke Walter, your Game Master. Thank you to the generosity of our Patreon supporters. If you would like to join as a producer, please search TTRP Theater on Patreon. We are at Ren City Pod. R-E-N-C-I-T-Y-P-O-D on Twitter. Also, make sure to check out and follow at TTRP Theater on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to leave a review of our podcast as this helps to get the word out about our game. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time for more Renaissance City.